This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. You know, a lot of guys our age that are like all over social media or whatever are like driving nice cars, doing this, that, traveling, blah, 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 comparing yourself to others. Like that's like when for times it's like, dang, I'm like getting older and like I'm not like doing the things and the dreams that I have. But on the flip side, not that I am older and time has been passing more. I do like to think of it as, um, you know, I'm getting wiser with every day. I like to think of myself like a glass of fine wine, you know, Okay. <laughs> I, I, I get better. I get spicier. I get smart. Um, so, I no, I mean, my perspective has totally changed and I'm older and I'm happy with the progress. Welcome to The Real Real, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu. <laughs> Today, I have on my friends that are visiting me for my birthday weekend. I have, you You guys want to introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Julie. Hey, I'm Toji. And I'm um, Perrin. <laughs> okay, so we were out on Friday night and we were having some wine. We went out to Lanyap in Miami and we wanted to do a life advice podcast because yes. yeah, we were just like chatting about, I don't know. I don't even think we were chatting about anything in particular. We've had How tons we... of conversations this weekend and we're like, let's bring it to the podcast studio. Yeah. So I don't know what we were talking about when we brought it up, but yeah, we just had lots of conversations and we were a few glasses deep so posted <laughs> on my story we're gonna do a podcast and now we have to commit even though it's the end of the weekend and we are pretty dead honestly commit to the bit yeah that's what we do we're committed so i think we should start with like introducing how we all know each other though because i'm gonna get a lot of questions on that probably so julie has been on this podcast how many times i think like five yeah julie's yeah. a repeat yeah <laughs> But I mean, I think feel like a lot of your listeners already know that you were in our sorority, and that's how we met. And then I actually met Tochi. He was one of my first guy friends in college, which is pretty cool. And I just met Baron this weekend. So yeah, yeah I'm, a, I'm a new addition to the group. Yeah, lifelong friends now. But yeah, we've all or us three have known each other for the past eight years, which is crazy. I can't believe it's been eight years. And Tochi and I know each other from college. <laughs> yes, me and Natalie know each other from college. <laughs> Grew up in the same hometown. Ran into each other on the bus. She knew me as life coach Toch from Twitter. Yes, he was Twitter famous in high school. <laughs> Still holding on to that. Yeah, and then Perrin and I met four months ago in December for Art Basel. They came to Miami, Tochi and Perrin, and we hung out. And now we're a little squad. From this weekend on. So we asked for your life advice questions and you guys answered on Instagram. And so I'm going to go through and I'm going to talk about just a few topics, like overall topics, and then we're going to get everyone's opinions on them. And also we're not like professionals or anything. So this is just our own advice. But yeah, we're just four friends that want to give you unsolicited advice. So first one. Okay, the biggest one actually that I always get, and I also want to do like a whole episode on this, it's about making friends when you're older, like 
as an adult after college, not necessarily just through work. I mean, you guys became friends fairly recently. All of us became friends fairly recently. But that's like the biggest thing is like the loneliness in your 20s. If you guys feel that way and like how to actually like make friends outside of, you know, your college or high school circle. Yeah. I mean, I think something that's big is doing stuff that you enjoy, finding your hobbies, you know. I feel like if you put yourself in situations where you're comfortable, where you're enjoying yourself, you're going to put your best self out there. And then you're going to also be more inclined to meet people when you're doing things like that. Like what? Like, for me, I enjoyed going to like, we played kickball. We did like intramural things like that. Not intramurals from college, but, you know, we would play kickball. We joined a club and like, it would give us a reason to gather every week. Just something outside of work something outside of just going out and drinking. You can make friends that way, but it's not, sometimes it doesn't last. It's just, it ends up being people that you just go out with and not actually make meaningful relationships with them. Yeah, I haven't made any friends from just like going out, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It's so. I think also a big thing is like making an extra effort, like in college, you're living with friends and stuff. And I think that when you're new in a city and even though you're tired and probably feeling super lazy, you really have to like, at least at the beginning, really go out of your way to make plans and maybe double or triple text people that you don't know very well and get out of your comfort zone. And it won't be like immediate that you like make friends, but I think it like slowly starts all falling like into pieces. Do you guys feel weird? Like, do you feel like you're like flirting with guys, you know, like you're like flirting with girls, like when you're trying to make these friends? All the time. All the time. Because I remember when I met Caroline here in Miami, like I just DM'd her and I was like, uh, I heard you moved here. You seem really cool. I'd love to get coffee. Like, it, I feel like it's like sliding into someone's DMs as if you're flirting with them. For sure. I had to get good at flirting with guys. Yeah. <laughs> had to. And I mean, it pays off in the long run. Like you said, it's work, but you got to be able to break that ice and be able to put yourself out there. Nobody's going to be offended that you're trying to reach out. You know, like, I feel like it's always, it's scary, but people usually respond happily. Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I moved to Atlanta for the first time, I came not knowing anybody. And you're right, like, in in the 20s, like, you do feel lonely. Uh, It happens. It's part of life. But the biggest thing is just putting yourself out there. And then Julie pointed on it, too, is like being patient. Uh, I'm very picky with people because, like, you are who you surround yourself around. That's like... You know, that's just going to become part of you. So, you know, me and Tochi became really good friends, but it didn't happen instantly. And like, just, you know, just continuously putting yourself out there, being patient, like finding common interests with people. Me and him actually love the same type of music. And that's how we started a bond and whatnot. And um, yeah, playing basketball is big. I think for guys and girls might be a lot different. Like you said, you can DM Caroline and then you guys become friends. I think it's a little different with guys. Like we would go play basketball, maybe get in a group chat. Maybe, um, you know, guys love video games. So that's a good bonding topic, too. But important thing is just like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. And yeah, flirt with some guys. <laughs> Give yeah. them a wink, buy them a drink at a bar and, and the rest <laughs> will be history. Yeah, no, I feel like girls, it's easier on social media. Would you DM someone, yeah, someone though? though? Would you like, like a go, guy or a girl? A guy or both. But would you DM Correct. someone to like hang out with them or no? I would say maybe not, to be honest. Like, would you? I wouldn't say I wouldn't. I can't remember someone that I have. Like, I feel like I'm a better like in-person connector, but I wouldn't say I would not DM somebody. Yeah, can't limit it off the table. I think it's been really like in-person, like or through a friend of a friend. That's really how. Yeah. I feel like all of my friends are friends of friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was exactly how I made my friends in Dallas too, actually. Do you guys feel 
like in your 20s friendships are different than in college like more drama or less drama or mm. you feel like you have like an actual closer knit group now I feel like I never had a whole lot of drama around me to begin with. Yeah, on it. Okay, I'm pretty unproblematic. I think Tochi is the least. Yeah, Tochi is the least dramatic, most like neutral person I've ever met. It gets along with anyone. Like I don't know. Does anyone not like you that you know of? Can you like pick up some people that you're like, yeah, that guy doesn't like me, or that girl doesn't like me? I'm not gonna say any names. Yeah, <laughs> but there was one instance, and I feel okay. like it wasn't even my fault. I was just caught in the middle of some drama. Okay. Only so time. One person does uh-huh. not like Toji. <laughs> one person. So, yeah, less drama than parent. Have you had drama? Like in relationships, like being in college, for me, it was all revolved around partying. Like I did go to a party school and that was great and they were good relationships. But now that I'm older, my interests have changed. I'm not, I may have fun like we did this last weekend, but a lot of the relationships that I'm forming are based around like genuinely like who I am becoming. And so the relationships just have a completely different dynamic. So for sure, more mature. And as I'm maturing and trying to bring less drama into my life, friendships are just like, you know, an amplification of, of who I am. Yeah. So. I like that answer. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon violet and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 450 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration. And according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz-free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today, as it should, with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet. 
Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. In college, yeah, it was all about like who you go out with, who's in what fraternity or sorority or whatever. And now we're like 26, 27. That's just kind of like immature, I feel like. And that's not who I want to be friends with. I think for me, it's just very important that our values align, my friendships and stuff like that. And in college, I really didn't like think about that as much. So that's where like you kind of start getting pickier. Yeah. I also feel like I have like deeper friendships now than I did in college. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like I am obsessed with my friends right now. Like in a way where I'm I'm, like, I'm so loyal to them. Like I would do anything for them. Whereas I don't feel like I had that in college as much. Eight years long here. Mm -hmm. to develop. Eight years. (laughs) Four (laughs) months. Um, Someone asked what to do if you're feeling lost in your 20s which I feel like mm, all of us have I think, probably yeah, felt. Everyone definitely struggles with that. Man, and there's there's no right or wrong way to do this thing called life. But uh, yeah, I think it's just to experiment, right? Like figure out what you like. Don't be afraid to fail. Like, you know, cruise some debt, like jump off a cliff, you know, start a new hobby, fall in love. I mean, there's no right or wrong way. It's just kind of being open-minded. Yeah. Yeah, I would also say don't put a lot of pressure on yourself either. Like you said, you just got to try things and don't put so much pressure on yourself to have it figured out in your 20s. I feel like that's what your 20s is for, is to do things, be lost, figure out what you like, figure out what you don't like, and things will just fall into place. If you do put yourself out there, do try new things. I also think that like a lot of people sometimes are scared to follow their dreams if because they think they might not be able to accomplish it. And I think that the 20s are the time to try, you know, like if you fail, nobody will care in the end. But if you succeed, hey, that's great. So I think that um, you really just need to put yourself out there and follow your dreams as cliche as that sounds. Yeah. And I also think, at least for me, with being in like my 20s and feeling like when I have felt really lost, it's always been out of a place of like comparing myself to someone else or comparing mm-hmm. my like yeah. trajectory to someone else. And now social media, you can compare yourself to like literally anyone on earth. And so there's always going to be someone that's better than you or more ahead than you or whatever. Like there's always someone a step ahead of you. And so then you're like, oh, wow, like they're look at them like they have accomplished way more. They have like more followers or they're, I don't know, married and have kids already. And I don't or whatever it is in your life that you're like comparing. But honestly, that is never going to make you happy. And you're never going to get closer to your goal if you're just like looking at other people. I know that's very, very, very cliche and cheesy, but like, I think that that's always been, whenever I've been feeling lost, I always catch myself like comparing myself. And that's usually why I feel that way. 
So yeah, yeah. Not, I was going to say the same thing. Like you're not lost. It's all about like changing your perspective and everyone's lost. And you're right. Like comparisons are just the worst way to go. Your journey is your own. The path less traveled is, is the way to go. So cheesy and deep. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's I true. feel like a Hallmark movie or something <laughs> saying this advice. It's real though. It's real. <laughs> Do you feel like if you heard this when you were younger, when you were like 21 in college, you would be like, like roll yeah, your eyes? for sure. Yeah, like, for sure. Hard to apply in the moment, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, what? Life is great. I'm having so much fun and have not as many responsibilities, but you slowly start realizing that life gets serious day by day and... What would you tell your like 20, 21 year old self, sophomore, junior? In this college? is so funny. I've always had like this little like daydream of mine where I wish I could go back in time and mentor myself. And really, it'd just be to stop like following so much and be more of a leader, you know? And just, yeah, that's, that's the number one thing. I agree. I think for me, it would be like, do what you want to do. I feel like I spent a lot of time doing what I felt like I should be doing basically like because of like maybe what I saw other people doing or what my family wanted me to do. And I think that's when you're going to feel lost is when you're living for someone other than yourself. I think I would tell myself to just like trust myself. Mm -hmm. I think I've doubted myself a lot along the way. And like I want to like take control of everything. But when I just trust myself, things just like go well. Yeah, I think. I would tell myself, I'm trying to think, because like I, it's weird because when I think back to college and I think back to like when we met or like being friends, like it doesn't feel like a long time ago. Like it feels like it was last year, you know, <clears> it doesn't feel like it's been almost a decade. And then I see like my little siblings and I'm like, oh my God, they think that they're so big. And I'm like, we weren't like that. And I'm like, no, we probably were like that. I just like don't, in my mind, I'm like, oh, not much has changed. And then I look back and I'm like, wow, like everything has changed. But I think back then I cared a lot about what people thought of me or like I like just like really cared about people's opinions. And I also was really scared to just like be totally independent and like be alone and be like able to kind of like pave my own path, quote unquote. So I think I would tell myself to not care that much about what other people think about me and actually like do what I want to do and not have that like pressure kind of like you were saying of like what people expect of you or what your parents want or your friends want or what other people are doing just like do my own thing and trust myself too a little, little mixture of it's, it's still hard sometimes it's not like we got it all figured out you know like sometimes I have to repeat to myself hey like I know I can do it like I can trust myself you know so it's I think it's an everyday like progress and conscious effort yeah are you more excited about getting older or does it scare you? I know we talked about it kind of this weekend. <laughs> I think a little bit of both. I think so too. That's, that's true. But I get nervous when I think about turning 30. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. I think um, I like definitely was scared about getting older. Like, you know, opportunity like flies by and it's like, well, shit, I'm not doing, I'm not succeeding. Like, you know, a lot of guys our age that are like all over social media or whatever are like driving nice cars, doing this, that, traveling, blah, blah, blah. Comparing yourself to others, like that's like when for times it's like, dang, I'm like getting older and like I'm not like doing the things and the dreams that I have. But 
on the flip side, not that I am older and time has been passing more, I do like to think of it as, um, you know, I'm getting wiser with every day. I like to think of myself like a glass of fine wine, you know. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I get better. I get spicier. I get smart. Um, so, I no, I mean, my perspective has totally changed and I'm older and I'm happy with the progress. Yeah, I think I enjoy getting older because I look back even like six months or like a year and I'm like, wow, I feel like a much wiser person or like a much like better person. And so I think that makes getting older less scary. Like I think getting older was a lot scarier when I was 22 versus like right now I'm like, oh, it's just another year. And I feel like I keep leveling up as I Mm -hmm. get older. So I think that's where the dynamic is. <laughs> yeah, I actually think the same thing because I remember when I turned 24, I think it was, or 24, 25, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm turning 24, 25. Like, I'm like, this is so old. I hate this. Like, I just wanted to be 22. And now I just turned 27. And I'm like, wait, I am so much more confident. I like really love my life. I look back a few years ago I'm like I'm so much better of a person so like I'm I feel like a stronger person now and it just like excites me for the next chapter and I think for us specifically for just like being women like a lot of women are scared of getting older I think because of like oh my god I'm 30 and I like don't have kids or whatever like that fear but I don't know I just have like faith that everything's gonna work out like if I try to control the timeline it doesn't matter it's not gonna go my way regardless so like I might worse it's gonna go worse I feel like we're always trying to control it and yeah having faith honestly and trust the process yeah so for me I'm like wait I actually like getting older because I feel more confident and I'm like better and regardless things are gonna work out so there's no point in trying to control it yeah, there's like that age old saying too. It's kind of corny and more hallmarky, but it's like one who dwells on the past is a depressed person, or like they deal with depression. Who who dwells on the future is anxious. So it's just you know, be, be in the moment. I like <laughs> it, which is really hard. Like it's, it's yeah, damn yeah, hard. But yeah, being in the moment, it's also nice because you get to build stronger and deeper connections if you are in the moment. You know, because if I was here sitting with you guys and I'm thinking about everything I have to do tomorrow, then I wouldn't even be enjoying like your presence. And Mm -hmm. so it's, it's very important to focus on that and make an effort. Yeah. It's super hard nowadays too, because like we all have phones and like there's countless times where like we're all hanging out and people are on their phones, which I mean, that's just part of life, but like that makes it so much harder to be in the moment. I know it really does. That's my biggest pet peeve. If I'm with someone or at like lunch or dinner or whatever, and like we're at a table and like everyone's on the phone. Yeah, for sure. I love spending quality time with people and big red flag if like the phone is just in the way all the time. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm happy getting older. And I also, I appreciate things so much more now. Like I appreciate my friendship so much more. I appreciate my family so much more. I just, I I feel like when I was younger, when I was like 22, 23, you know, it was one of those where like, no one understands me, you know, like, I I don't know, or you're like, oh, my parents just don't get it, whatever. (laughs) And now I'm like, wait. I actually appreciate, even though we don't like agree with everything, I really, really appreciate them so much more. And like, I'm so much more grateful for like the friendships that I've developed versus when I was 23. I don't think I like thought that much about it. We're going to switch gears and talk a little bit about romance. We've talked a little bit about that. Gear switching. Okay. First one is how... 
do you deal with rejection? And we're going to talk about this in like a romantic way. Like someone rejecting you or someone not liking you. This is going to be interesting because like I think the guy's perspective versus a girl's perspective is so different. So this will be interesting. Yeah. No one likes rejection. I feel like for girls, there's a lot of times we deal with rejection with delusion where it's like if a guy like isn't texting you or if he's like, you know, showing that he's not interested in you. Instead of being like, he just doesn't like me, we're like, oh, he's so scared of you. And, you know, he's like so intimidated and he just likes you so much that he's not texting you because of those reasons or like, (laughs) or like, we'll be like, oh, maybe he just like has got really busy and just like he's waiting to text you for like the perfect moment. You know, it's like we get delusional because we don't want to actually believe that like someone would reject us. So I think for me, what I've been realizing is like, If someone doesn't like me, like, that's okay. Like, not everyone is gonna like me. And not every guy is going to like me. And that's fine. It's kind of just like, okay, then that's not your person. Like, good, you dodged a bullet. That's it. But like, I'm not gonna make up fake scenarios in my head of like, they just like are so intimidated by me. And that's why they're not texting me. Like, no, they just don't like me. And that's it. And just like, okay, on to the next one. I feel like that's what I've learned. <laughs> How I've dealt with it. We've gone from delusional to just like, okay, next. <laughs> yeah. I think there's like tears of rejection, right? So it's like, there's obviously like, you've been with someone for a while and then there's like a rejection. So like a breakup is like a form of rejection. Or there's like that lower level tier where it's like, you're just kind of flirting out and about and you're like, Hey, what's up? You're kind of cute, but like it rejected that way. So I think dealing with those different forms is like way different on like the more serious note. Like if you were like, you know, a serious rejection where like you were in a relationship for a long time. I think there's a funny quote that I like, or I think about it's the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else. What? That is horrible <laughs> well, it's like, well, there's even like a Shakespeare <laughs> variation of that. where like, um, don't compare it to Shakespeare. <laughs> Well, I think it's like, um, uh, yeah, no, a serious, like, I think like, yeah, I mean, to get over someone like long term like that is like, you know, go find something else, right? Hmm. Shorter term rejection, though, is just, I don't know, it seems lighter, it's less serious, easier to deal with in my eyes. I disagree with the first one, <laughs> but that's okay. I, I, I don't know, I feel like you gotta, you gotta be comfortable with yourself and then you can find someone else. Fair enough, fair enough. For me, I think that I look at rejection as an opportunity always to like grow. And like, I think that when I start feeling really bad about somebody rejecting me, usually it's like my own insecurities coming out. So I try to like really reflect and see how I'm going to change this or how am I going to, you know, like be better from that. And I think that in that sense, the best way that has helped me not like beat myself down when I get rejected is like, no, more of like a spiritual way. Like I just, I know it's for a bigger purpose and I I know that something better is coming. And yeah, so just accepting that it's not for me, you know, like not trying not to like be like, and honestly, if I keep on thinking about it, I just make jokes about it. And then it just kind of becomes a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> What's yours? I don't know. I feel like for me, it's just being, I think it's an abundance mindset. Like, you know, kind of like you said, just on to the next it is what it is. And I feel like a lot of the time it's more about the other person than it is about you is like something that I'm a firm believer in. Like, obviously you need to work on yourself, like be self-aware enough to know if like you're doing something that's causing, maybe if it's like a pattern, (laughs) maybe you got to figure something out, but you know, if it's just like a one-off thing and like the person doesn't even know you, like you get rejected trying to hit on a girl at the bar or something like that, like 
what can you do exactly you know it is what it is yeah see i'm glad though that at least for me i know a lot of girls do go up to guys at bars and like hit on them and stuff like that i will not do that i will (laughs) i will not either like there is no way i respect that when girls do that okay what works for you like i would for a girl to come up to me yeah like (laughs) i would never ever do that what works I think it just depends on who it is. I don't think there's a magic, uh, I don't think there's a recipe to it. No, but what would be your ideal scenario? I'm like, I'm meeting, if you were going to meet a girl tonight, that like, what would be the perfect way for you to like talk to that girl, in your opinion? For her to approach me? Sure. Huh. I don't know. I feel like, well, okay, just come up and be like, hey, I, I mean, I've had girls come up and be like, hey, I just think you're, you know, a good looking guy. Ooh. Like nothing to like, I think it's just very straight and to the point. Like they don't have to be like super clever about it. Like, I don't think anyone's ever hit me with a one liner and I'm like, damn, that was smooth. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I don't think I could ever go up to a guy and be like, I just think you're very attractive. No, never. I could compliment them. Ooh, I could be like, oh, like, I really that's like your one. hat or your shirt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or like something like that. You know what always makes me nervous though? Like you never know if they're in a relationship. So I'm always like, uh, when am I crossing a line? You know, like, so yeah, I think that's a perfect way to like approach someone. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw this on TikTok and I think it's hilarious. It's the girl would walk up to me and be like, hey, my friend over there thinks you're cute. And then she runs away towards where she pointed and then waves from a distance. I'm sorry. If someone did that in real life, you would be like, this girl's weird. (laughs) But I would respect it. I would respect it, too, because I'm aware that it's like kind of a joke. You know what I mean? I give so much props to the girls that can do that. I think I mean, you said, you know, girls who do it. I feel like it's very few and far between. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like Julie said, we're not goofy. So like. Natalie and I have, like, I feel like more serious personalities. So it's like, if I did that, I would seriously just, like, cringe. Like, the entire time, I would be like, no, 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 no. no. I have to go home and sleep right now. So yeah <laughs> well yeah. you can't i don't think the best way to uh, approach someone isn't like a light-hearted approach like if you were real serious but like hey yeah but like a light-hearted <laughs> what's your political like, views hi i'm julie you know like it doesn't have to Fair. be like yeah. me acting out like that yeah. <laughs> so i yeah okay have you ever rejected anyone like that has come up to you at a bar yeah, yeah. okay yeah. how do you do it i'll entertain people honestly i entertain people for too long me like too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Wait. Oh my god. Okay, that's so funny. Yeah. We should actually share the Uber story. I don't even know how to begin to sum up what he was telling me. It's just he was the most wild real life conspiracy theorist I've ever met in my entire life. Which, like, maybe he had some truth to what he was saying, but he had Alex Jones videos pulled up on his phone when we got in the car, and I was like, oh boy. And breathing very heavily. And breathing very heavily. Yes, you got defensive about a colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> and anytime I spoke, he acted like he wanted to kick me out of the car. Like anything I said was just like, why are you speaking? In yeah, the I don't think he liked women very much. No, I don't think he liked women at all. And um, also, Natalie was like giving him orders. She was like, get on the right lane. And he was like, yeah, there's no bike coming. So I can. Yeah, like, like, it was a very sassy, very like, like, he, I could tell he was going to miss our turn. So I was like, oh, you need to get over. And he's like, oh, oh, gee, if there's no cars coming. Like, I don't know. It's just like so sassy. Passive aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, dude, I'm just not trying to be in the car with you any longer than we need to be. 
Yeah, me neither. I was getting nervous. But you still rated him a five star. I gave him five stars because he seen. He said he was a smart guy. He said he was a investigator. He knows how to get information. I was like, this guy doesn't need to track me down for yeah. giving him a one star. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was very very funny. But I guess yeah, like you entertained the Uber driver for a while. Uh-huh. I feel like I do the same at bars or if I'm out. Like I don't know how to be like I am not interested. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to act interested. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, like, whatever. But, like, I can't be like, stop talking to me, you know, or like, yeah. I'm not interested. Or, like, if, if a guy asks for my number, I feel like I have to give it. Like, it's like, I will give you my number and then I, I won't ever respond to you. But, like, I have to in the moment, like, give it. Oh, mm-hmm. like, I always lie about my number. I like change one number always. Okay, but have you ever had it when they're like, "Oh, what's your number?" and then you put it in their phone. They're like, "Oh, I just called you. Make sure, make sure you got it, so like you yeah. can see if it's ringing." It's happened to me, and I'm just like, "Oh, I don't know. That's weird." And like I just <laughs> like I made a mistake. Yeah, I don't like, know. damn, like, that's crazy. I tried to, to avoid it. I don't have service. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> this is so weird. I don't understand. Oh, maybe later. You know, like. Yeah. I would just never be that guy that would be like in your face trying to double check, right? Like. I'll take my rejection at home alone. Like, you'll probably increase your likelihood of being rejected if you're like, hey, did you get that text? (laughs) But there are some persistent guys out there. There are. There are. There are. Yeah. Have you, okay, have you witnessed any or any of your friends, those types of guys? (laughs) I mean, definitely. Yeah. A good bit of guys are like overly persistent. Like, you know, a guy just has like the tendency to want to like control the situation and like, I don't know. If a girl's evading, they think it might be in their favor to try to rally her in where, mm-hmm. like, you know, being persistent has not worked. I don't think it's a good strategy. Yeah. For I just, any guys out there listening. Yeah. I'm not persistent. <laughs> you give me any sort of hesitation, I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel I'm also that way. Like, when it comes to, like, texting or, like, reaching out to guys, if I can tell that you're into me, Okay, I'll like I'll have you reach out the first few times and then I'll be like, okay, I'll reach out once, like whatever. I'm not gonna be like I'm never texting first, whatever. The second you are like showing that you're not interested for a day, I'm like, okay, never again will I reach out unless like you show me for the next like month that you like me. Like I'm like not dealing with this. <laughs> That's how I am. And then of course you'll like talk to your friends about it and they're like, oh, it's because he's just like so intimidated by you and like you're just like <laughs> like that's always the the delusion that they give and i like it sometimes so (laughs) (laughs) anyways everyone deals with this projection and then someone asked how to get back into the dating world when you've recently moved to a new city when Mm. all of us have moved to new cities and i'm probably the least experienced dater here because i like fairly recently got out of a relationship so i feel like i haven't been exploring much but i feel like the rest of you have been single for a little bit so and moved to a new city yeah i think i don't like online dating so i don't want to recommend that to anyone but a lot of people swear by it and like can meet people quickly if you have trouble putting yourself out there but i mean it kind of ties back to like what we were first talking about like put yourself out there do things that you like to do meet people i think like the strongest way to date or meet someone that you're really going to like or find genuine connection with is through other networks like walls are down it's like not a total cold approach although if you're a stone cold killer you can do cold approaches but yeah i think 
<laughs> you just got to put yourself out there. It kind of ties back to what we were saying earlier. What about you, Tochi? Yeah, I don't like the dating apps either, but I know people that are successful on them. So that's always an option, especially when you first get to a city. If you're just trying to like get out there, see different people, like see what's out there, try the dating apps. But I'm basically just going to echo what Perrin said. I feel like you got to do things that you like, find your hobbies, and then things will naturally come to you once you get yourself in the right circles. Yeah. Any dating app horror stories or dating horror stories? <laughs> I don't have any, so I want to hear yours. I swipe all the time. Okay. And I just, I think I've followed up. I've gone on like three dates from a dating app, like ever. And I've been on them probably since college, you know? <laughs> and I just, I don't know. It's like almost like a game for me. Like, And I also have like so many, I feel like meaningful relationships in real life. It's hard for me to like go out of my way on the dating apps to actually meet up with somebody that I don't know and don't know if I have a connection to that person. I am the exact same way. Like I have only been on dating apps for like a few days slash weeks at a time. I always end up like pausing my accounts and being like, I hate this. But for me, one, I'm not a big texter. So like texting in general is just like, I don't like texting. So the fact that this is a text first way to meet someone is just already like not going to work that well for me and then also I'm someone that like I really like I feel like I start to like someone based on like the connection we have which I know that sounds cliche again but like your personality and the way that we can like have conversation is so much more important to me than just like your photos so it's hard for me to tell like am I gonna like this person or not off of texting and off of a dating app and three I don't even know how to kick it off because I'm like I don't care about you. Like, I don't know you, so I don't <laughs> care about you. So, like, what do I ask you? I hate it. And I don't have time to, like, come up with, like, a catchy, funny phrase. I Like, if I'm going to, like, reach out to you through a dating app, I'm probably just going to say, hey, and then, like, it just doesn't work out. It's it's complicated for me, too. Like, hey, how was your day? Like, I don't know you, so I don't care about how your day was. It just doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. So, But it works for some people. And I think probably when you move to a new city, it's good because then you can maybe you can make friends. I don't know. Yeah. It might not work romantically, but maybe you can make friendships out of it. Yeah, yeah I've definitely seen that. Yeah. Any horror stories? <laughs> Pass the mic. <laughs> Okay, so from online dating, maybe not because I'm similar to Tochi. I've, I've had it for, I mean, on and off for a while, but I've only probably gone on like three or four dates. And like, they're all like relatively fine, but I seriously vetted these people. But what like, does that mean? Seriously vetted? Well, like, like, how do you vet them? Like, talk to them on the phone. Oh, like, okay. try to, like, like you know, if I can, like, figure out if they're not a serial killer, if they're like Instagram or something. That's funny because, like, I feel like for girls, it's so much more like, we really got to make sure the guy is normal. Yeah. You could murder us. Uh, I mean, a girl could murder you too, but... Yeah, it's 2023. I could get murdered. So, <laughs> so it's like, I mean, at the end of the day, I just don't want to really be wasting my time. And, you know, I just want to make sure it's like the right decision to and honestly, take you like, out. Sometimes for me, like, I mean, I've only been on one date from a dating app and it was so draining. Like, it's just so exhausting to like try to get to know someone that you literally do not know and know nothing mm -hmm. about and like you know in the first 10 minutes if you like them or not and clearly i didn't so like after the first 10 minutes i was like how do i get out of here so it's just it's complicated do you know right away i've never been on a dating app date so. like what, um like know right away if you like someone or not 
like from the first 10 minutes. I feel like I mean, you can get a vibe, but I mean, you could like someone in the first 10 minutes and then the next 10 minutes not like yeah. them. You know what I mean? So I don't know. You, like a bad first impression will work against the other person. But a good first impression isn't just like, oh, I'm in love with you now. So you gotta, yeah, exactly. It's got to be good dynamics for the night. If I have a bad first impression, like, yeah, like I'm not going to put that much effort anymore. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Did you have a bad first impression or was it just like you weren't into him? I just think that the conversation was so boring. Like, I literally was thinking about how I needed to pay attention to him. I was like, look at his eyes. Like, look at his eyes. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no. I can't wait to get out of here. Yeah, the best dates are ones you don't have to think about at yeah. all. It's just like, y'all are laughing, talking shit. Like, ideally, no serious topics are, like, brought up and you can just have fun. Yeah. I feel like if you have to think about what to say next, like, sometimes when I'm networking or, like, talking to someone, I'm like, okay, I need to ask them about this next or this next because or else, like, the conversation might go dry and I don't want awkward silences I feel like if you have to think about that then probably not the person for you yeah I feel like I haven't had like I feel like I've never been on a bad hinge date or like just really dates in general like I feel like the conversation always flows it's just afterwards do I have the willingness to like follow it up and like do it more Mm -hmm. that's where like I drop off like I always have a good time in the moment it's just getting me to commit to wanting to build with that person is then a whole different battle interesting yeah yeah i know i i'll let you guys know we'll do a part two in like a year from now and one of our next trips and i'll come back with some dating app stories nice (laughs) i keep telling myself i'm like i need to get on them and i need to like just do it just to like you know have that experience Uh i just i it like scares me i can't i'm so uninterested like the thought of meeting someone that i don't know and speaking to them for an hour sounds horrible Mm -hmm. to me so Anyways, okay, I think we've actually been recording for kind of a long time. So I feel like this was a good three part. We talked about friendship, 20s, navigating your 20s, and rejection and dating. A well rounded podcast. Very well rounded. Good life advice. Good life advice. And this was a good intro to like, you know, the next time we all hang out, uh-huh. I'll be more comfortable on the mic. Julie's already, she's a pro, she's a star. <laughs> Uh, Toshi, you've been in a few videos too. Yeah. Yeah. Way back in the day. Yeah. Perrin, this is your first appearance. My first appearance. But yeah, very happy that we did this. And where can they follow you guys if you want them to follow you? If not, you don't have to leave your Instagram. I'm trying to build my personal brand. Okay. <laughs> plug, your, Co- yeah. <laughs> plug your stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, at Life Coach Toch on every platform. It is Life Coach T O C H. He vlogged this weekend. He did vlog this weekend. We all um, did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can you can find me at uh, on Instagram Paramonker, which is P E R R Monker M O N C U R. And for me, it's um, Juliana Bernini S. Amazing. Yeah, and we're gonna be doing some cool cool shit. So definitely give us a follow. I'm excited for all of our trips. We should take them along. Yeah, we'll do a podcast every time. Get some updates. I like that little series. I love it. I love it. All right, thanks guys for coming on. See ya. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed and don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday. Hey. 
Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.